0: welcome to our podcast here we talk about topics we have no business discussing because coaches don't play so today we're going to be discussing our futures and I realized we never really introduced ourselves properly so I'm Kavya I'd say I'm the voice that's always bringing up mortality so you'll take action in your life
1: <laughs> and hey I'm Pooja I'm here to think and not do I'm the one that contradicts herself every other Sunday. <laughs>
0: okay so for a further intro how are you doing
1: (laughs) i've just honestly i've been chilling i know you just started break but i feel like i've had three different lives during this break so like first yeah yeah yeah, you've been on it for a month (laughs) yeah i've been having a whole like i feel like i'm having a midlife crisis like i'm 40 in this moment (laughs) (laughs) i started break really really super productive then went off the deep end and didn't do anything And now I'm back to it. I have a whiteboard that I write stuff on now, which is wild. And I did six tasks today and I'm drinking water again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I literally feel like I'm so behind because everyone's been on break for a month and has been doing all this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And now I'm just starting it and I have, I'm literally like, mind empty like i'm trying to set reset my brain to like factory settings right now because (laughs) i like consistently feel like i'm like forgetting to do like homework or like i should be studying or something like that not that i would do it but i'm just saying
1: it's that after school ptsd yeah (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah oh god but yeah i'd say for me like it's pretty on brand for this episode and that like i can like definitely feel that we're going into a next year i don't know it could be very much because of the construct of the new year is coming up but um i'm trying to be pretty optimistic about it which is new for me so
1: i know you're becoming an optimist which is wild because as you're becoming an optimist, I'm starting to realize that I might be a pessimist. But I refuse, <laughs> I refuse to acknowledge that. I'm going to stick by my label that I am a pessimist, <laughs> that I'm an optimist.
0: See, here's the thing. I don't identify as an optimist. I guess now that I'm becoming more optimistic, I feel like I'm reaching the middle ground that is realistic, if that makes any sense. And I feel like realism or like people who call themselves realists get a, like, a really bad rap because they're misrepresented. Okay?
1: Yeah, I always just assume they're pessimists. Yeah. whenever someone says they're a realist, yeah. I'm like, okay, so you hate life. <laughs> That's
0: because every single time like they're like oh i'm just a realist like you know when people say that Mm -hmm. they always say that whenever they're bringing up like a negative circumstance or like a negative scenario you know what i mean they're like oh i'm just trying to be realistic (laughs) but like you can be realistic and be like say something positive at the same time yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah no but before i was like realistic leading towards pessimistic and like now i'm trying to reach this like middle ground where i can consider all the options (laughs) but yeah
1: No, same, because the minute the semester ends, I feel like a weight is lifted off my shoulder and suddenly I'm the most optimistic human being ever. Like, I will straight up say I'm an optimist because it's a New Year's. This is a new situation for me because NC State let out on break so early. But this entire December, I was like, I feel like it's January. I feel like a whole new me. (laughs) Yeah. Do you think um, New Year's resolutions are fake? I think... They're real. Like I fuck with New Year's resolutions. I know a lot of people don't because if you really want to do something, you have to start now or whatever. Mm-hmm. But personally, I really like new beginnings. Like this thing I was saying about school, and they give me like a lot more purpose, and they like drive me to actually follow through on my goals instead of just like saying them. Like even a new month will make me more optimistic. So like now that we're at a whole new year, <laughs> I'm on top of the world. Like I actually fuck with New Year's resolutions. <laughs>
0: yeah no okay so for me i definitely think new year's resolutions are fake like time is a construct therefore (laughs) new year's resolutions are also a construct but does that mean i'm not going to participate absolutely not I think they're amazing. I love doing it. Um, I will even, like, I will take anything to start a new beginning. Like, even me cutting my hair is basically me trying to, like, reboot. Like, you know what I mean? I'm, like, every time I feel like I'm, like, going into the next phase of my life where something has changed, I'm just, like, okay, we need to change something, get a piercing, get, a, get something, you know what I mean? Like, for the past, like, month i've all i've been talking about is how i want to get like a tattoo before the end of the year obviously that's mm-hmm. not gonna happen we have like what like five days or something yeah <laughs> but like <laughs> it will happen soon like best believe something will be on my body it will either be like a new hair color or a tattoo or something to stimulate <laughs> or like mark that there's a change
1: but um yeah did you come up with any new year's resolutions yet i when i make new year's resolutions i don't expect them to last the whole 12 months like i fully make them intending that i will Forget about them by March, Mm -hmm. but I like to aim very high in the hopes that I would do anything, (laughs) even related. (laughs) People
0: have like one year's resolution or something, right? Mm -hmm. And then they like follow through on that, and they're always like, you know, have have you ever heard of smart goals? Like it's supposed to be specific, measured, accurate, realistic, (laughs) time, all that stuff. Like they always say, if you want like a goal to follow through on, like you have to make it like a smart goal, and you have to have like one or two or three or something like that, right? So. I don't follow any of that (laughs) and like for a good reason because like I have like perfectionist I used to be a perfectionist period but now I have perfectionist Mm -hmm. tendencies I would say and so like Mm -hmm. it's very easy for me to like fall into like Like, if I set a goal for myself, I will do anything and everything to reach that goal. And I think that, like, that very much has to do, like, you can see I had an eating disorder, like, because I wanted to lose weight. Like, I would do anything and everything to do that, even Mm -hmm. if I didn't need to. You know what I mean? And so I try to give myself, like, very vague goals and, like, multiple. Like, literally, I'm looking... I made, like, a list. I didn't even call it New Year's resolutions. I called it Habits for 2020. And I was like, oh, I'm going to
1: try. I literally labeled my notes exactly Habits for 2020 at the beginning of 2020. Girl, we're all the same way. I'm dead. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah, because I didn't want to call it New Year's
0: resolutions. Something about that felt corny to me. I don't know. And also, if you say Habit, then it it doesn't have to be, like, every single day. It can be, like, something that, like, ebbs and flows. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) And so, yeah. And, like, people say, like you're not supposed to rely like for new year's resolutions or goals in general you're not supposed to rely on motivation you're supposed to create systems but like like i said like strict um rules for goals will just end really badly for me but i'm looking at it right now and like i feel like I like did some of these things like um one Mm. of them was like enrich my mind which basically meant like it was very broad like it basically meant listen to podcasts read books like watch ted talks stuff like that and i did that you know what i mean (laughs) and it said like practice mindfulness so i started journaling this year like a lot
1: as in like every single day that was also one of mine i made a i literally made a phone screen and it just said mindfulness on it Yeah, that's cute. But um
0: I also says practice vulnerability, which I definitely think I did this year did even that, if yeah. it was like
1: yeah even if it was forced um (laughs) (laughs) it's funny seeing you read these now because like i've seen a mark change in the past year like these are actually all these are all things that you did do you look at those notes often
0: yeah yeah and like i would check them now and then Mm -hmm. i would like check it once in a while once we hit the like mid-year mark and stuff but yeah i'm not too disappointed like i made a list of 10 different habits to form this year and i've done pretty well i'm not really sure what my plan is for next year to be honest
1: are you gonna add any more
0: yeah probably it's probably gonna have to change i mean like with this new year i feel like a lot of 2021 is me just like giving in to like not having control i feel like this year with 2020 like even though like everything went to shit like with the pandemic and like all these other things in my life like i still was like so stressed out because i had a plan like you know i had planned out the entire year yeah but with 2021 you literally cannot plan
1: yeah i have no idea what's gonna happen
0: (laughs) even with the vaccine announcement and everything i still don't know what's gonna happen so i'm kind of just like using that as an opportunity to like let go a
1: little bit if that makes any sense the thing is i realize like the smart goals are a thing and i've also heard time and time again if you write down your goals they're more likely to actually happen that's like why people write these things down when they manifest and whatever i think studies show i don't know but the problem for me is like All my goals are either very vague or they're, like, very specific. And, again, since I'm such an optimist, I will be, like, very particular and, like, completely overshoot my goals. So, like, right now, I don't exercise at all. But if I was to write down a goal, I would be, like, exercise four days a week, every week. Like, that's not really realistic to go from, like, never to four. So, (laughs) after hearing, like, what you do with the notepad, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to sit down, And I'm going to write seven goals that are not vague, but not super detailed. And I'm going to have to do one of them every day of the week. Like, do something. Mm -hmm. I don't want it to be like a marker, like exercise. Like, I just want it to be like very general. Like, do something for your health or like fitness. Because like, even, um, I didn't write any New Year's resolutions down but the minute it was finals week so i had this whole spreadsheet and it has four different columns and four different tabs and it was just like a like very detailed <laughs> list of every single thing that i was gonna do over oh break. god and the thing was i tried to break it up into specific tasks that i would do but like even those tasks were like a little bit too big like they were just things that i wanted to complete like i don't know there's just way too many so then i ended up never doing them so i'm starting to realize like how I respond to different methods of getting things done. Like this week, what I've done is I got a whiteboard from my sister's room and I just draw boxes on it, like three different boxes. And I have like a water tracker. And like every time I do something that I would count as like a productive task, I like write it in the box. And my, I've only been doing it for two days, guys. But (laughs) my goal is to do three tasks a day because I don't know. Yeah.
0: No, because like... When you told me that you made a whole Excel sheet, I was like, holy shit. Because I am literally on brain empty mode. Like, you know how I'm saying I feel so behind? Like, yeah, literally every-
1: everyone around me was like, Don't you wanna relax? And I was like, I wanna get stuff
0: done. Yeah, no, but like <laughs> I feel like everyone um I'm friends with like goes to like UNC and NC State, a lot of them, right? So like mm-hmm. they had like the whole month to like relax and do nothing and now they're being productive. But like all I see is them being productive, right? And I'm like, shit, like do I need to be productive? Yeah. But like I'm so. Still- I just started break. Like I'm on day two of break. So like I'm giving myself <laughs> I'm giving myself a minute to catch up. But, like, oh, yeah, no, I get so much satisfaction from, like, to-do lists, like, so much like an mm-hmm. irrational amount of satisfaction from checking things off like let's say i do something and it wasn't on my list i will write it down on my list just so i can put a check mark next to and it, then cross yeah, it out. exactly <laughs> and like i also do journaling right so i journal every single night and like i know people think that like you can only journal if you have like deep stuff to say but like i will literally sit there and be like mm-hmm. today i did and then i'll list out all the silly little tasks i did in the day sometimes because like i know like it's not entertaining enough to tell my friends but like I can tell myself like, you know what I mean? and so I think I think it's I think that's a really good idea like you writing down everything you're doing because like I get a lot of satisfaction from that too
1: yeah honestly I might do the thing at the end of the day where I write down like everything on my whiteboard into like this notebook I have because mm-hmm. the whole reason I'm doing this is because like for the past like week or two I feel like I've just been sitting here and doing nothing and it's like I don't know I didn't like it so I was like I gotta do something like I know you don't have to be productive during break because I'm also like I don't believe in productivity, but <laughs> I wanted to do something other than just lay here. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. Do you have any bucket list items? Oh, bucket list items. Yes, I do. My bucket list items are honestly kind of my New Year's resolutions for the year. What was yours? What?
0: No, no. The reason I'm asking is just because I don't really have any, so I'm very curious to know like what your grand like bucket list ideas are. See,
1: that's where you went wrong when you say grand bucket list. <laughs> This is my thing. I haven't been able to relate to other people that, like, I know, like, when you say the term, like, bucket list, people usually mean, like, what are crazy things? Like, oh, I want to go, like, skydiving or, like, oh, I want to go travel here. The thing is, I have a lot Mm -hmm. of trouble, like, planning or even picturing, like, my future past one year. Like, I actually just cannot do it. So, (laughs) Mm -hmm. everything on my bucket list is things that I, like, can or could do tomorrow, but, like, I'm just giving myself, like, time to do it. Like the first Mm -hmm. thing on my bucket list is if you know me, you know, I bite my nails and I've bitten my nails since I was like five and something that's just always been on my bucket list is I want to just go get my nails done. But like, I don't know, I haven't been like confident enough to like go into the nail salon with my ugly ass nails and be like, here, try to fit acrylics onto this. (laughs) So my bucket list item would just be like, stop biting my nails and then go get like my nails done. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, that's a good one Uh uh-huh
1: another one is i just want to i want to go see a chiropractor like i keep seeing on social media like (laughs) the videos of them like cracking people's backs and that just seems so relaxing i want to do it. that scares me (laughs) that literally scares me see the first time i saw them like um doing the neck part i was like oh that's scary but the more i see it i'm like that looks so satisfying (laughs) oh god i want to get my neck cracked <laughs> what about you what are your some bucket list items that you would make
0: okay so like i don't actually have a bucket mm-hmm. list but i have a travel bucket okay. list quote-unquote um if you know me like all i do is watch vlogs of people in france and all i want to do is go yeah. to france <laughs> i want to study abroad but here we are in the middle of a pandemic like a. Um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah so i just have like travel stuff so i have like paris um, japan thailand singapore bali turkey hawaii africa i know africa is a continent don't come for me <laughs> but i'll go anywhere <laughs> i will literally go anywhere but um yeah i think i definitely think travel like adds to your life experience you're basically put into like so many challenging mm-hmm. situations and you really know how you work alone and if you can make human relationships because a lot of times like i'm also very curious to like meet people from other walks of life like even though i did go to like charlotte which is like a couple hours away from my hometown a lot of people from my hometown go to my college at the end of the day (laughs) i mingle with a lot of people because we are from the same like socioeconomic status like if we're at the same college we we have like similar backgrounds you know what i mean so i feel like i haven't really been challenged in terms of like the people like I interact with and so I'm really curious to know like what that would be like because I feel like that would be like a great growth opportunity for Mm -hmm. me you know and if you're going to a whole nother country like you have to have a different idea (laughs) of what like the meaning of life is or whatever than me you know you sound like you want to
1: solo travel so is this like a solo trip or like you want to like live somewhere abroad
0: no I would love to go with someone else it's just the thing is none of my friends can go so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so it's gonna have to be solo. Just like the, brown kid things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all my friends are like mostly brown girls or like brown guys, and like they can't go anywhere. Like, you know, so I'm just like, uh, like people I would be like comfortable like traveling with or. You know, in general, even like my wife friends, like they are not really interested in like seeing the world, if that makes sense, you know, so mm-hmm. I don't know. That is something I'm definitely going to do. I think like my life would not be complete unless I got to travel or live abroad, you know. Yeah, i always talk about how like in france like the reason why i watch those vlogs is because i love their way of life i know i'm totally romanticizing it okay but like <laughs> their whole thing of like work to live instead of um living to work like is so like mm-hmm. that is one thing that is so opposite from american culture and like i would love to like live in that because even though i say all the time oh capitalism this like we shouldn't be like focused on productivity all this shit like it's definitely still ingrained in me at the end of the day you know so like it would definitely yeah. be a jolt it's to my system it's hard to escape
1: that when everyone around you is acting like that you know what i'm saying and you're constantly fed that day by day
0: like especially in like a, a brown community like there's a lot of like fear of poverty and like see, being seen as mm-hmm. poor like you definitely want to be rich that is like a whole nother thing I could get into, you know, about how like yeah. <laughs> acceptance from the white man if you're rich. But um yeah. Yeah, that is something I want to break out of.
1: Talk about the future and what like brown people see. In particular for you, w- explain your definition and relationship with success. How do you see it?
0: It has drastically changed like over the course of like the past couple years like in college. You have so many 180s. <laughs> <laughs> No, so many 180s in my life. I literally think I've like... Died, like, three times in, <laughs> like, the past <laughs> three years, which is so dramatic, but it's true. And, like, let me side note in that I think it's so interesting that, like, in our 20s, we have, like, exponential growth. Like, the amount of growth you have from, mm-hmm. like, the age of, like, 18 to 25 versus, like, maybe when you're 40 to 47. Like, that's, those are two seven-year time periods. Yet, like, the amount of growth and ex- markers of success you're supposed to meet in, like, t- in a younger time frame is, like, so crazy mm-hmm. to me.
1: Because just, like, your 20s, like, just your 20s. Like, why do we have to get so much done in our 20s? Mm -hmm. But I will say, like, my freshman year of college and to now, like, those three years, I have grown more than in my entire life.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but, um, okay, so my definition and relationship of success. So I would say, like, the way I define success is, like, Or like, I think I I would definitely want to have a comfortable life. I didn't place any restrictions on like, oh, this is the salary I want or anything. Mm -hmm. Because like I said, if I place um, hard rules on myself, like I'll kill myself trying to do it so i want to live like comfortably so like have like enough Mm -hmm. money to support myself i want to have friends that i trust and like like i love like you know i think that's very important to me and something i've been searching for like for a long time and i obviously have like friends who i trust and love and stuff but um i would want the same thing when i'm older Mm -hmm. and then um let me think what else do i want friends enough money Wow, I really do not want a lot from life. (laughs) That really sounds like I barely want anything. I guess like I used to say that I want a job that I love or feel passionate about. And like the more and more I get stuck with like the reality of things, like the more and more I stray from that. Because like, here's the thing, growing up, like I never really believed in like having a dream job because the thing is my job would be my dream job was always my reasoning. You know what I mean? Like anything that I wanted to do I would go and do it and like that was that was because like even when I was younger like I would be like oh I want to be an author I want to do this I want to do that right and my parents would always be like okay you want to be an author okay have five chapters written by the end of the month or something you know and so it's very much like <laughs> okay if you want to do something like if you want to be like a trash collector then start like working towards it and then be the best that you can be and of course like that can be interpreted in many different ways you know and it definitely manifests in my perfectionism but yeah I don't know having a dream job I don't I don't really like it <laughs> something about that i don't like
1: <laughs> i don't personally like having like this is the thing i've never had a dream job because the thing is i don't even like working i don't fuck with capitalism i don't dream of work that's the whole like the thing it's the whole thing it's overdone but at the same time like i don't like america is very much focused on living to work and the idea of a dream job like act asking children like since they were the age of five like what's your dream job what's your dream job like it feeds into that like how we live To work, like and how all of our value is placed on our careers. Because that's how like people do val like value themselves in career. That's like why when we go to college, like people classify themselves by major. Like, well, I'm an English major, I'm a Mm -hmm. business major, and then people have like certain thoughts of you based on that.
0: Yeah. I think that like I'm very lucky in that I like my major. I used to be like, well, everyone should like their major, right? And I think it's Mm -hmm. very much like luck if you do or you don't, you know? Like, I'm studying public health, and, like, I guess I would say my dream job would be to work in, like, um, non-profit or, like, activism, but even there, it's, like, very problematic, like, in that, like, non if you work in nonprofit, like, you're treated like shit because, like, of whatever reasons, or they'll exploit, like, the people they're supposed to be helping. There's all these, like, nuances that are, that you realize as you get older, that, like, nothing is really a perfect job at the end of the day. Yeah. So, (laughs) what about you? What's your definition in a relationship with success?
1: Okay so I since I have trouble picturing my future I have like a very hard time understanding what my idea of success would be. I think that's also because like I'm at the age where I'm not really sure what I value in life um and just in general but I know I don't tie it to career because of like what Kavya said before and all of that so I definitely don't success like I don't associate success with um a career anymore because at this point I wouldn't even say my idea of success would be would be to be happy because I used to say okay like if I succeed at life that'll just be me being happy but I've come to like the realization in college that happiness comes and goes and like trying to hold on to that like will make me miserable and that I can't just make it my goal to be happy in life because like again happiness isn't a destination it's a journey and like I'm like I'm going to be sad at times and that's fine. So I'm not even going to say I just want to be happy in life because even that is not going to (laughs) happen. So
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah, I 100% agree. Like that's one other thing I've learned is that like we're taught like with the white picket fence whole idea that like happiness is a destination. You know what I mean? And like you realize you'll always like have like a new problem. And at the same time, like I do want to be content in life. Like I want some Mm -hmm. stability, especially like in my like well I'm not in my 20s I just started becoming 20 but like in college and in high school like I always struggled with my mental health and like that's one thing like I think that human relationships or like every time around my friends or like people like I love and stuff that is something that like grounds me and makes me feel content so like having some consistency in like my happiness would be nice you know i don't like really think it's a bad thing that it that it's inconsistent at this time in my life because we are going through so much yeah i don't really think it is like i said like there's so much yeah. exponential growth and like experiences that you have right now so i'm not saying it's a bad thing but it would be nice to experience <laughs> that when i'm older and i think you can yeah because then yeah. you have like a little more like consistency
1: I will okay I will relate this to like setting the goals and success I'll know that I have succeeded in life when I can just do things like right now I don't really do a lot of things like I'll write them down and I'll set goals but like something will hold me back and it's because I'm a perfectionist and I procrastinate so when I can just like decide to do something and then immediately do it like that day or that week that would be my version of success because I want to attribute success to like my personal growth so I guess like being successful would just me fully committing to my personal growth and like personal happiness
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that makes sense
1: because i can't like i can't say right now that like i'm doing everything in my power to be happy because i recognize that i could change and i don't make those changes so that's something i'm working on and like when i actually start to do those things then i'll feel more successful you know what i'm saying
0: mm-hmm, yeah yeah i think even that that ties into like how we were saying like when you do like even little things in the day you feel like so like accomplished yeah. and stuff <laughs> yeah yeah you know how we're talking about careers and stuff like on that same note
1: like what is your relationship with money oh my god my relationship with money is actually so bad like (laughs) we we i came to this realization earlier this week and like it was something that i always knew in the back of my head but like it's something that has come to the forefront of my like what i think about and like what i'm trying to it's my current issue to fix (laughs) Mm -hmm. because i know my relationship with money is bad because when i was a sophomore in college and i had a lot of other things going on in my life i was going through like a pretty bad time personally and then i was in the midst of joining a sorority which took a lot of my time i was still spending way too much time thinking and going to work to the point where like my job like me going to my job would affect like when i ate how much i ate and it was also affecting my sleep schedule because i would take like the night shifts at my job because mm-hmm. i wanted to make like a lot of money the the reason that's a problem is because i don't even spend my money <laughs> like i overthink every time i have to spend money because i'm so worried about not having some in the future the reasoning that i always tell myself is you're saving this money so that you can go on trips with your friends have i been on a single trip with my friend no so at this point it's straight delusion like like <laughs>
0: So here's the thing, I definitely think that there's a lot of people like um, struggling in college, obviously, with loans and stuff and money generally. But I think that like when there is like a culture of struggle associated with a certain time in your life, like specifically college, like everyone is always on Twitter making jokes about like being broke and stuff like I think you can very much like adopt that mentality to yourself even if you're not struggling you know yeah, what i, I mean? definitely like, have that even problem. like i would t- I'll, i want to talk about this um in another episode more in depth but just like the idea of mental health kind of being a trend like having a bad mental health or depression generally you can like see that especially like in college because those struggles are associated with college you know
1: mm-hmm I think that's, like, really relevant to the conversation because I feel like that also is why I have such a problem with money is because of the media around us. And also, like, I will say, if you are a child of an immigrant, listen to this carefully because this is something I really, like, Wish someone had told me. Just because your parents are working for you and like they put all of their money and like effort and like life into you, it shouldn't mean that you have to struggle. Like the amount of kids that I know that like struggle in silence and don't ask their parents for every anything. Like to an extreme point, like they don't even have the money for food, or like they're not asking their parents like to pay for their food or to pay for like like a winter coat or like just random like small things that like are necessary to life because they're like oh I don't want to bother my parents like i don't want to bother my parents that's the mindset that i was in like i wouldn't even ask my parents for like grocery money at times like if i didn't have enough groceries like i would just be struggling because i didn't want to bother them but like at the end of the day like especially like south asian parents they're working for you like they don't want you to struggle i had just have friends where they're like yeah like my parents like they work so hard like i don't want to bother them but like the reason your parents are working so hard is to give you a better life and to provide for you so you're doing them a disservice by not letting them do that because they won't they wouldn't want to know that you're struggling like they wouldn't want to know that Mm -hmm. you didn't eat dinner because you didn't have enough money like don't you think your parents would want to know that
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i think that's that is one thing i'll say about like being from like an immigrant household or just generally south asian household i'm really glad that i have that perspective on life because first of all obviously i can live comfortably that's like the biggest most obvious plus but ob- also it's like giving me perspective on like what collectivism is like if i wasn't from an ethnic family i don't think i would be even able to identify how insane individualism and capitalism is in this country because i'm able to see like this whole idea of collectivism and helping your parent. you you have like a duty to help your parents and and like, it's all collectivism. And I'm really glad, like, I get to have that perspective. I just want to say.
1: Yeah. Even after my, pe- my friends, like, pointed it out time and time again, like, I don't think I really realized it until, like, I came back home and I was like, oh, I eat so much more now. And I was like, is that not, like, <laughs> is that not wilding?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely noticed because my relationship with money is so different from yours. Mm-hmm. So, like, to see yours was, like, so jarring to me. I was
1: like, are you good? <laughs> like, you know, maybe? <laughs> Yeah, and I definitely think a big reason of that is because, like, college is associated with poverty because a lot of people are struggling. But the thing is, like, I didn't need to internalize that when it wasn't extremely the case for me. Like, I just, I don't like, know. It like, it wasn't your struggle. Yeah, it wasn't my struggle. And I don't know why I internalized that. But, like, now it's now it's my struggle that I have to work out of. <laughs> <laughs> I would define my relationship
0: with money as, like, pretty good one thing i would definitely improve on is my financial literacy yeah same since there's so much growth in your 20s i feel like sometimes i'm not realizing how young or how old i am like my concept of time is so warped during this (laughs) like especially this year you know so like when people talk about investing and stuff i'm like I don't know if that's extra. I don't know if I should be doing that. Like, I think that's one thing, you know, obviously every, no one ever knows what they're doing and everyone always feels like they're behind, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, that's one thing I sh- I'm definitely going to work on improving. Maybe I'll, maybe that'll be my New Year's resolution. Who knows? But um, I would say generally, like, I didn't grow up thinking that I had all the money in the world because I remember like not wanting to spend my parents' money on like a lot of clothes. Like I never.
1: Yeah, that hit me really young. And like, I don't know why it did because even my dad would be like, why are you thinking about that? And I would just be like, I can't buy this and that. And like, when I go out to eat, I have to pick the cheapest option. He was like, why would, why? <laughs>
0: Oh no, it wasn't like that extreme. Like I wasn't like super scared. It's just that I would be very mindful of like buying the clothes that I needed and stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? I wasn't just like willy nilly spending or mm-hmm. anything. My parents' money. There was very much a mentality of like, there are certain things you need to spend money on. Like there is such a thing called necessities yeah. and you need to spend your money on that. It probably has a lot to do with like my parents like spending a lot of money on like our health and stuff. Like from a young age, I was taking like all these vitamins, like only ate organic food, like all that stuff. So I saw like that when it came to like our body and our Mm -hmm. health like they would take that very seriously spend a lot of money on that if it was like a house or something that's like a place you live in so they would invest in that you know there were like certain things they would invest in and certain things that weren't necessarily like needed like huge vacations or anything like that wasn't like a thing but we would go on vacations enough to where it like satisfied us you know so i was very much satisfied with like the amount of money my parents spent on me growing up Mm -hmm. but yeah i think i've definitely adopted that mindset even now i think where i don't have a job i definitely have less security in my money because I'm like oh my god like I'm spending like crazy especially when you start spending on food like that shit just starts disappearing like <laughs> it's crazy yeah.
1: if I don't have a job like I don't want to spend anything yeah. cuz I'm like e- that food adds up
0: <laughs> yeah no okay one thing I would definitely say is if you're going to enter a relationship you need to have a job because <laughs> that is when you spend <laughs> the most amount of money on food because like you're going out all the time you know and so I'll definitely take that um into my adulthood obviously like it changes because i grew up in like a like a well-off family so like when i'm older it does depend on like my circumstance i think that's one of the reasons why i am like kind of giving into capitalism because i realized (laughs) that like growing up like well-off and having all my needs like cared for i've always lived in a place like even my apartment i live in a really nice apartment because my parents are like oh if it's A place you're gonna live in like it has to be like suitable and meets all your needs right so i'm used to like a certain quality of living and i want to like sustain at least that like i want to make at least the same amount of money that my parents do when i'm older if not more but yeah so my question from that would just be like do you think you're suited for capitalism
1: very honestly no because like (laughs) i just i just feel like i have no idea how the real world works Because, like, again, like, coming from a brown family, like, I feel like I'm an adult personally, but I also recognize that I am so sheltered, so it's just, like, sometimes I just see people do things, or I just, like, realize that adults need to do certain things, and I'm just, like, I don't understand how, like, life works, like, how anything works, (laughs) like, I don't want to go off and, like, do things on my own, like, and then capitalism, like, this shit's depraved, like, (laughs) <laughs> this is so crazy like the fact that I have to work to survive is just it's too much for me like even when people are like what Like what type of salary are you looking for I'm like I don't fucking know like I don't even know how much money I would need to like sustain my quality of life like what Kavya said I don't even know what quality of life I want bruh <laughs> I don't know anything <laughs> this is why I refuse to think about my future like when I said I cannot think past one year I truly mean that People are like what kind of car do you want? What kind of house do you want? Like girl, I don't know the answers to any of these questions. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know what kind of
0: house I want, what kind of car I want. I'm just speaking generally and all these things that I'm saying like are very like changeable. Like I'm 20 years old, so like I'm not about to hold myself to these standards and <laughs> yeah. goals and things for the rest of my life because I know some kids do do that. Like they think that their idea of life will never change and that is clownery in and of itself. Scary, isn't it? <laughs> yeah but um yeah I don't think I'm suited for capitalism either I think like like I have confidence in myself to like you know I'm going to get a job like at the end of the day What, i feel like okay if you asked me this question a couple years ago like let's say freshman year i definitely would have been like oh yeah i'm totally suited for capitalism blah blah blah, blah, blah because that was the time when i took school so extremely seriously and like tr- was like killing myself trying to get my grades this was before like i got into like the philosophies of life and all that stuff and like educated myself on so- societal structures and stuff you know now i have strayed far from that and i can Honestly, just recognize that at the end of the day, when I graduate, I will get a job. It's just gonna happen.
1: Yeah, that's what I've been saying. It's like whether you're satisfied with the job that you get or if it's the job that you pictured, doesn't matter. Like, you'll get a job. When people are out here and they're like, oh, I can't find a job, it's pr- it's usually because it's like not what they're looking for. Like, or ev- it true. just takes a while. Like, eventually it's fine. Like, most adults like have, that have given me advice is they're like, even if it takes you months to find a job because like everyone keeps rejecting you, eventually you'll find one.
0: Yeah, here's the thing, like, at the end of the day, I do want a job that I'm satisfied with, but at, like, you're not going to get your dream job or like, it's very, very low chance that you're going to get your dream job right out of college. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. but you will get a job. And, like, I think I recognized that very much had to do with me not recognizing that I have, like, a basic level of intelligence. You know what I mean? <laughs> so once I recognize that, you know what, I actually am smart, I actually have charisma, and, like, I am this, this, and that, like, developing a self-worth, you know? That's when I was like, well, I'll figure it out, like, you know? So even though I'm saying, like, oh, I'm not suited for capitalism, I know I can figure it out because people less qualified have, so... <laughs> Yeah, one thing neither of us really mentioned when we were talking about, like, success and all that was, like, getting married. Like, (laughs) do you think that's a marker of success?
1: (laughs) Okay, this is the thing. I just, girl, I can't even picture myself in a relationship, let alone (laughs) married. I know it might happen in the future, but that's just, I'm so far removed from that. And even then, I don't know, I feel like people really romanticize the fuck out of marriage. (laughs)
0: this is true but whenever you talk about your future you always mention that you would be married so don't you think you would be
1: yeah i always say like i just know there would be someone else there but i have no idea what they would be like
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 no here's the thing okay so i think marriage is a scam for women
1: particularly Oh no, <laughs> i 100 percent believe that for real
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i don't think women gain anything from being married but at the end of the day like i grew up in this society and because of that i still want to get married Mm -hmm. but i know that this is a scam does that make sense it's like the human contradiction in that like you know that something is not great and you have like nothing to gain from it but like you want it anyways because it's all you know like if i had people in my life who weren't married and like were still happy like i see them online i see youtubers who are like traveling the globe and like those people are so inspiring to me and like I hope that if I don't find someone or I don't get married, that I'll definitely be like them, you know? But like in my own life, do I have examples of that? No, because I grew up in a brown community. Literally every single person is married. Maybe in our generation, people will stop getting married. Like some people won't be married, but
1: even that I doubt. My thing is like in usually in like Indian community, it's like if you don't find someone like you love and that you marry like on your own terms, like you'll probably say okay to an arranged marriage and then your parents can like look for someone for you to marry and then mm-hmm. it's like at that point if you like the other person then why not say yeah <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's like that's why i just like never see that many people who are single so i don't really see myself being single just because i'm like it's just like one of those things like it's, it's bound to happen like i'm bound to have a house i'm bound to probably have yeah. kids i'm probably bound to get married <laughs>
0: yeah no i think that like finding someone that's that romantically compatible with you like i think that's very lucky like i know everyone says it's like just like oh it's just gonna happen to you and stuff but like being in a healthy relationship seems like (laughs) something that's like not very hard to come by but like very lucky
1: oh yeah one time kavya said the most crazy shit that really had me thinking
0: oh god what did i say
1: (laughs) she was like if we're just going by sheer numbers, everyone is out here thinking that their life, they're going to have like a happy relationship and a happy life. We can't all be out here in healthy relationships. Someone's going <laughs> to be in a shitty one. And I was like, Ooh. by the matter of like statistics, she alone. said, no, all of us could be in happy marriages by statistics alone. Someone's about to have an unhappy marriage. <laughs> Girl. <laughs>
0: 1 in 5 people listening to this podcast will be in a shit marriage <laughs> and that's that like Terms I'm sorry to say it
1: apply please google that statistic <laughs>
0: all i can do is roll the dice you know what i mean and that's just what i've learned this year is like all you can do is just like let go of control to be honest like yeah
1: that is what i've been saying that's Mm -hmm. why i refuse to think about the future because the future is gonna happen to me regardless of whether (laughs) i want it to or not regardless of what i picture or not so i'm just gonna let it happen
0: (laughs) yeah no what i keep saying this year is that like well you only have two options and this is Take this with a grain of salt, but like you only have two options. You can only survive it, like you can get through it, because time will keep passing anyways, or you can die.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like you have two options.
1: No, but like that's <laughs> accurate. Like-, <laughs> like
0: I, I can't think of any third option. There's no out. Like that is the thing about life is that it's a continuum. Like for the most part, obviously, unless it's like completely disrupted. But like it just keeps going and like a lot of times like that fucking sucks because i'm like why does life keep going the days keep coming like it's the weekend and then it's the weekdays you know what i mean but sometimes that's kind of nice because then you're like well i have to do something or i have to get through it you know and like that sometimes that gets me through it
1: i think like humans are so prone to like thinking worst case scenario like catastrophize like really spiral into things but like Mm -hmm. the thought that really has me going is like for how long can you catastrophize for like if you ask me right now if i'm in a sticky situation and i totally catastrophize and i'm like this is going to ruin my entire life for how long for how long <laughs> <laughs> may ruin the next couple of years but what i'm gonna be five years after this singular event i'm gonna still let it ruin my life probably not <laughs> and that's just we're yeah. back on a track and like nothing is really that big of a deal to be honest <laughs> Mm -hmm.
0: So I think some people, um, like one of my friends was realizing that like, oh, life doesn't have, you don't have a purpose, life has no inherent meaning, blah, 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 and he was like spiraling, and I was just sitting
1: here like, I know I sounded crazy. Like, what did you think the purpose was, motherfucker? like let me know share with the class that's honestly the question
0: i should have asked him and i will next time but like for me like i know i sounded crazy in that moment because i was like so happy i was like yeah i know right like there's literally no meaning to life isn't that amazing (laughs) and he was like no that's horrible and i was like uh i don't understand (laughs) (laughs) Because I feel like even like, I still believe that we don't have free will, but like, we're still presented with a set of options that we can choose from, right? And like, it's just not an infinite set of options, but you can choose amongst them. And the fact that like, you can do that, because there's no real like purpose, you're not supposed to choose one or the other, That is so cool to me. Like, I think that's amazing. And like, the day you wrap your brain around that is the day things start getting better, is what I'll tell you. But yeah, no, like, even on the topic of marriage, I feel like, so many people in our generation think they're gonna be like oh i'm gonna be so much better than my parents i'm gonna be like completely different uh, my marriage is gonna be so much different
1: yeah whenever people start saying that it seems so delusional like i saw the whole tiktok trend and they were like when i'm a parent i'm gonna let my kid blink 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 and they were like listing all these things on the screen and i was like you know when you're a parent you're gonna realize why your parents were the way they were like it doesn't get better <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, do you know what one thing that I heard that was like, so accurate, like so accurately portrayed what I think all the time is that like the Mm -hmm. future you live out emotionally from here is not accurate. Like, you know how people are like, oh, like, I'm gonna do this, this and this to my to my kids, I'm gonna do this, this and this in the future. And they think that Mm -hmm. that is the final answer. And some people will stick to that for the rest of their lives. But I don't think that's like the best thing to do. Because Like I said, let me repeat it. The future you live out emotionally from here is not accurate. So your future and you are going to change more than you think you will because you're going to be a different person. Like you'll have so many different experiences by the time you're however the hell old you are when you have kids that like that is going to change what you do. But yeah.
1: Yeah. The thing is, a lot of people seem to apply their own childhoods to their children. They're like, I never got to do blank and blank, so I'm gonna let my child do that. And like, half the time, your kid doesn't even want that. Like, it's like you projecting. <laughs> like, my mom put me into Bar the classes because she didn't get the opportunity to when she was a kid. Mm-hmm. But then when I stopped wanting to do Bar the she was like, no, you should keep doing it. Like, I always wanted to do it when I was a kid, and I never got to. And I was like, yeah, but that was you. <laughs> and I'm me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I,
0: I think What comes into play here is like something that Eugene Lee Yang, he's from the Try Guys, he was doing an interview and he basically was talking about how, like, Asian parents specifically, the reason there's like so much conflict there is because they don't have like a sense of self, like, they don't have their own lives. And even you can see that even in marriages and that people lose themselves in a, like, you know, even in romantic relationships in college, like, you lose your sense of self. And then when that person leaves you or that person does something you don't want or anything like that right it's just it is just so bad Mm -hmm. and that's the same thing with parents like we can see that all the time and that like all they do is provide for their kids and they have no life of their own like their kids are their life you know and that really scares me. And as much as I, I will try my absolute best not to do that. I hate like such like definite statements like, "Oh, that could never be me." Like I hate when people say that could never be me. Like even about
1: because it very much could be. It could know?
0: be you, yeah. Like even when people look at toxic relationships and they're like, "Oh, that could never be me. I would never let someone do that to me." Like that sounds like a victim blaming. B, like <laughs> it could be you. Like you know what I mean? Like, but yeah.
1: What you said about like. South Asian parents like I truly do believe that because if you look at the brown community like a lot of our parents friends are like families that have kids our age like my parents friends are like our family friends like they have kids our age that's why like we're friends because we're in similar life aspects but very rarely like do our friends just have like their friends that like we don't know it's almost like family is their entire life and i just think that's like why so many like, South Asian kids have so much conflict with their parents. It's because their your parents are trying to pour, like, 100% of their energy into you. And when you're putting all of your energy and life and expectations onto, like, a kid, that's too much for them to bear the weight of. It's too, like, you expect too much from them and it's just going to cause a lot of conflict because you want them to do things a certain way. And they want to do things a certain way. And it's just not going to work out because they're just too focused on you. Mm-hmm. This sounds so mean, but I'm just like, I just wish brown parents would get a life <laughs> and not even in a mean way just like i want them to live for themselves instead of live for their children yeah
0: and at a certain point like i don't really know like if they can have like that kind of freedom because it's just what they know and like i don't Mm. even want to break that sometimes because like to break someone's entire like routine and idea of what life should be is very scary um i think like i think sometimes it can be a good thing in that like we think we're so free but our generation i think the reason why we have so much anxiety is because we have we feel like we have so many choices you know so like restricting yourself to a certain set of them by like understanding you don't actually i think is a great thing
1: this is why you you should got you guys should all google like why we all lack free will i think (laughs) it's a wonderful philosophy i don't know if i fully agree with it yet but Mm -hmm. i do really appreciate it
0: yeah same One thing that I've noticed is like, when I was listening to a couples podcast, it's by Esther Perel, like I literally love her. She's the coolest person ever. But anyways, one thing I've noticed is that it's so easy to reach complacency in a marriage. Like everyone's like, no, I'll always communicate. I'll always be an active participant in my marriage without realizing how easy it is to get used to like the routine of life. Mm -hmm. Like there's so many other responsibilities you have once you grow up, like you have a job, kids and pets. Like there's so many other things that you can get like lost in. And when you're with a person for so long, you kind of just assume you know them
1: yeah like imagine our parents have been married for like 20 years Mm -hmm. that's a long time (laughs) to get to just get used to someone like you know what i'm saying yeah you might start to take them for granted or like you just get settled into routine i don't know if i could be an active person in a relationship after 20 years but like that's something that like
0: yeah you just have to really keep that in the front of your mind and like who knows if we will or we won't you know
1: Look, I've even gotten into a routine in college, and I've only been here for three years. And this is a possibly changing world, so...
0: I think one argument for, like, not getting married is people will be like, oh, like, I don't want to be with, like, one person for the rest of my life. But, like, the one thing that I would say about the reason why I do want to get married is that the person you are in a relationship and generally in life changes so often. Like, you know how I said I've changed, like, three times in, like, the course of college? Like, you're going to change, like, 40 times you know and you're just gonna have to keep
1: like yeah you'll grow and you'll become different people yeah like the person that you're gonna be when you're 50 is not gonna be the same person you are when you were 25 yeah and you're gonna have to keep
0: renegotiating that and i think that's every relationship should have like some like set ideals like you should uh, you should understand what your shared ideals with that person is but like especially in marriage when you're like combining your lives together and literally signing a contract like you have to renegotiate that contract throughout your life and throughout your marriage you know
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and when you don't do that that might be where it should go south <laughs> okay so we've been talking about marriage and all that for a while now so i'll just do a closing statement which is also kind of a disclaimer <laughs> in that like um our ideas of the future are like cons- constantly changing so like I don't think you should hold yourself to one thing or the other like even if you had asked me a couple months ago i would have been like oh i'm never getting married like i'm gonna be a single mom with just one daughter and just travel and do whatever i want right obviously like then i like got a little more realistic (laughs) i think this all just goes to say that like if you feel like you don't know what you're doing in life because your ideas of the future are so inconsistent right now like if you're in your 20s or even younger or older than that like just know that the day that you learn you realize that no one knows what they're doing and everyone's always changing their idea of the future is the day like life gets a lot easier
1: yeah I definitely second that statement the whole thing about me not being able to picture a whole year ahead of my life like that used to make that used to really concern me and I used to always be like yeah you should work on that but I think I'm I'm fine with that now like I'm perfectly fine I'm content with not having any plan for the future (laughs) just to wrap it up though i do want to know all of your guys' new year's resolutions so when we do post this episode i'm gonna drop a little poll on my instagram story and answer with your new year's resolutions and if you don't believe in new year's resolutions drop any goals that you have and dm me why you don't believe in them i'd like to know
0: (laughs) yeah go ahead and answer that i should say though that this year has been definitely the worst year of a lot of people's lives and my own rock bottom so The way I think about it, it can only go up from here, but don't worry if you just survived and you're going to continue doing just that in 2021. Anyways, thanks so much for listening. If you got anything from this podcast, share it with a friend or just DM me your thoughts. And this was Coaches Don't Play.